Before I jump into today's episode, I want to apologize if I triggered anyone yesterday in my conversation on perfectionism. I know for my own journey, just being able to tell some of my stories with you really has helped me see how the behaviors were perfectionism-based and not a healthy striving uh, type focus and base. And and I hope the message that growth comes from failings, uh, setbacks, um, learning from those things and asking ourselves, how can we improve? I hope that that message uh, was, was what you walked away with yesterday. I also want to give a bit of caution that today with the topic that we're going to talk about, which is shame, there will be comments and stories surrounding sexual harassment that might not be appropriate for certain audiences. So again, consider this if you are possibly if that could trigger something, if that could not be a comfortable thing for you to to, to hear, um, I just want to let you know before we get started. But with that, let me give you an official hello and welcome to the 34th day of podcast, um, of the 100 days of podcast here. We are going to roll right into deeper thoughts surrounding the Um, emotion or feeling of shame. And if you didn't listen to yesterday's podcast, it was about overcoming perfection. And there was a quote from Brene Brown's book, Dare to Lead, uh, that I said yesterday, but I'm going to use it today to kick off this conversation. And that is, again, this is from Dare to Lead. And it says, perfectionism is not a way to avoid shame. Perfectionism is a function of shame, that I must be perfect, and then no one can make me feel bad about my work, no one can make me feel bad about myself, my family, if I'm friends, so on and so on. If everything is perfect, then no one can make me feel shame about anything else in my life, because everything's perfect. So, in Brene's book, Atlas of the Heart, the, and I think it's actually the same in Dare to Lead, too, I just couldn't find it, um, But how Brene defines shame is the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love, belonging, and connection. I'll read that again. So the definition of shame is the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love, belonging, and connection. In both of the books that I, that I, you know, reviewed information from and and kind of basing some of these thoughts around, offered examples of what shame is. I'm sure when I read that, you know, even just saying the word shame or reading the definition automatically probably brings up some things in your mind where you go, oh yeah, I'm, I'm ashamed that this happened, I'm ashamed that I said that or I did that. But here are some examples that Brene offers in her books. And I have altered some of these words, just FYI. Uh, the first one is hiding your addiction or the fact that you that you are in recovery. Raging at your kids. Infertility. Bankruptcy or money problems. 
being proud of a completed project and being told that it wasn't at all what the boss wanted or expected. Getting sexually harassed or assaulted at work, but being too afraid to say anything because he's the guy everyone loves. Maybe you can relate to some of those that I just said. I remember when I was reading and listening to Dare to Lead for the first time and reading the one that says shame is getting sexually harassed at work, but being too afraid to say anything and just breaking down. It's, it's still not an easy thing for me to read or think about or talk about. Um, when I was young and, and I was new to a leadership role and, you know, definitely was in this, in the phase of life, right, where, where I had to be, was definitely people pleaser, um, more so, <laughs> um, wanted to be liked, you know, raise my hand for everything. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Just to be seen as one of the, as one of the leaders, because I was new to, to the leadership team. And one of the leaders, um, started flirting with me in the office and, and this had gone on for, for a while. It actually started before I moved into a leadership position. But in there was an overnight trip out of town uh, that we had for a big meeting. And there were several of us hanging out. And we had a couple drinks. You know, nothing. I think I had, I think I had two, uh, two beers. And it was, you know, we were headed back the next day. Um, so, and I had something to do that night. So definitely I needed to get some rest. So I said, Hey, I'm going to head to my room. Well, this particular person decided that he would head out as well. And he walked, he walked and talked with me back to my room. Didn't really think anything of it because we were friends. Um, we were work friends. We did, you know, have things to talk about with work and talk about life and, and all of that. So I didn't really think anything of it. And so we get to my room and I, I open the door and I'm like, well, good night. And I go in and he asked, he said, Hey, Hey, can I use the bathroom, uh, before, before I go outside, um, to smoke, um, before, before I go back to my room? I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Bathroom's right there. You know, it's, it's a hotel room, right? It's right there at the door. Here, there you go. Um, and so he comes out and, you know, I'm like, all right, well, thanks. You know, have a, have a good night. I'll see you in the morning. And that's when, that's when it all turned. He ended up pushing me down on the bed. Um, he was trying to kiss me, saying things and, and whatnot. And I was able to stop it. You know, I was able to keep him from, from, from kissing me, from, from doing anything, um, of, of that nature. Right. But he's still right on top of me, um, trying, um, and I'm trying to push him away. Um, and it said, I was, I was able to stop it, but I honestly, I, I have no concept of how long it took. It, it could have taken me three minutes. It could have taken me two hours. I honestly do not have any idea. 
and the next day I get up and I didn't have, because of all the things that had happened, I didn't set an alarm. So my coworker had to come bang on my door and wake me up and like, oh no, like, you know, so he acts like nothing happened back in the office, right? He continues to try to flirt with me and everything. And I, I really just, I started doing all that I could to avoid contact at this point, um, spending more time outside of the office, you know, going to different locations, um, getting there before, you know, it's all of these things, just avoiding contact. And I eventually ended up leaving the role. I carried a lot of shame about this incident for a very, very long time. I would have nightmares about it. I would have flashbacks about it. Just middle of the day, just all of a sudden, um, you know, that, that happened for a very long time. And at the time when it happened, I told one person, I told one person, um, and then I, I didn't tell anybody else for several months. I just held it in and it ate and ate and ate away at me. Because I was ashamed. I was ashamed of myself. Um, for for what took place, right? Was it, did I lead, you know, was I the one that led him on? Did I, could I, how could I have avoided it any other way? Like, all of the questions, right? Second guessing my actions and what did I do? And But I was ashamed that this had happened. And it, it literally took me over 10 years to talk about it with a therapist. I held that in. And it wasn't until I finally was like, okay, I've got to, I've got to do something. I've got to do something. These, these weird flashbacks, right? Now, now, you know, fast forward all these years, I'm, you know, happily married, you know, far distance from that role, that job, that person, you know, haven't seen them in years and years and years. And, but still it was affecting me. And so once though, I let that guard down, I, and talked to a therapist about it, that shame began to lift. And there's a couple of things that I want to share with you. Um, from, this is from uh, Atlas of the Heart. And Brene describes shame in this way too. It says, connection along with love and beyond, and belonging, uh, which are two expressions of connection, um, is why we are here. And it is what gives purpose and meaning to our lives. Shame is the fear of disconnection. It's the fear that something we have done or failed to do, an ideal that we've not lived up to, or a goal that we have not accomplished, makes us unworthy of connection. Telling ourselves that I'm unlovable. I don't belong. The fear of disconnection. That's what shame is. And that 
when she says that at the end, that those, those two statements, right? I'm unlovable. I don't belong. Those are the things that, that shame makes you feel. And, I mean, have you ever felt unlovable? Have you ever had that moment or moments in your life where you thought, gosh, nobody will ever love me or that person doesn't love me anymore? Well, when I did get the courage to finally tell my my partner at the time about the situation that had happened on the work trip, that person looked at me and their only response was, I don't know why you would tell me that. Shame. Shame. Unloved by the person who had promised to love me forever. Brene writes that the antidote to shame is empathy. If we reach out and share if we reach out and share out shame experience with someone who responds to us with empathy, then shame dissipates. Because where shame exists, empathy is almost always absent. That's what that's what makes shame dangerous, right? Is shame needs you to believe that you're alone. That's what it did to me. That's why I didn't tell anybody. I didn't think anybody would believe me. Right? He was in in the boys club. One of the guys everybody loved. Right? I I didn't think anybody would believe me or that it would it would be made out to be like it was all of all my fault and and I'm you know, I'm I'm the only person to blame in the situation. But you can move past shame. It's hard work. And it does not happen overnight. But you can work to be free of those shameful feelings. If you have something that's gone on in your past, if you feel shame about something, I encourage you to find someone who can offer you empathy as you talk through the situation, you can talk with a trusted friend, but I do encourage finding a good counselor or therapist to see. You can get counselors and therapists from all kinds of places today. Um, virtual counselors, you can go in person, you can talk via text message. <laughs> there's, there's all kinds of places where you can find somebody to talk to. Shame is a hard subject, and I know I don't completely understand it. I, you know, I went back and reread a bunch of the information that Brene shares about her research about shame and, you know, how how she's applied it in different situations and how to overcome it. I've read so much of this, and, and I can't, I can't possibly share it all here. So I, I plan to continue to learn more. And to be a resource for others when it comes to dealing with shame. And I would encourage you to check out one of Brene's books. Um, you know, if you're if you're dealing with maybe like shame in the workplace, you know, maybe lean to picking up Dare to Lead. 
Uh, if you're dealing with shame in, in just a general term of like something that's happened, um, in another, in another place, maybe Atlas of the Heart, if you can get both, get both. Um, definitely, I always, I always try to buy my leadership books like this, my leadership or research or development books like this, so that I can highlight them and I can dog ear the pages. Those of you who don't like to dog ear pages, don't, don't come for me. Um, how else am I supposed to find all the things that I highlighted quickly? I have to dog ear the page. Uh, but, but I encourage you to get the physical copies so you can do that or like a Kindle version where you can highlight and take notes in the Kindle, um, or Nook or whatever ebook, uh, format that you, that you have. I love listening to Brene read. Um, but it's, it's hard to like keep up and, and go back on an audiobook. That's the only, only hard part about that. I know we tackled some hard things today and I did go over time just a little bit. But I want you to know, right? And because that's, I do say it at the end of every episode, but especially this one, because shame sets out to make you feel unworthy of love, of belonging and connection. So please know that every day that you are loved, you are worthy. You are so loved and you are so worthy. And there are great things ahead for you in this life. If you trust and believe in the Lord. I am so thankful that you have allowed me to share my story with you. And I encourage you, if you have gone through a similar situation, please, um, if you haven't already talked to somebody about it, please do. Um, And yeah, and I just, I wish you all the absolute best. And I hope that we can all work through any shame that we have. We can work through this together and we can move forward. I love you all so much. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. And I will see you tomorrow.